1: You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolleman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is episode six of I Doubt It. With me, your host, Jesse Dallamore, Sitting across from me is the lovely and wildly intelligent Brittany Page. Hello. We would like to start off the show by once again kind of promoting ourselves in a manner that we really don't need to because you're obviously listening to us. We would like uh, you to interact with us on the show. You can call 657-464-7609 at our personal voicemail number. We will be sure to incorporate you into the show if you do so, and you can also contact us via Twitter, uh, me at at Dollamore, or the lovely Brittany
2: at Brittany E Page.
1: At Brittany E Page.
2: Brittany spelt the right way,
1: <laughs> not the Britney Spears way.
2: Brittany.
1: Brittany. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. You
2: guys already know. Why are we explaining it? I know. Well, it takes up time. They know the right way. (laughs) Everyone knows.
1: I've actually heard Brittany get pissed off when people spell her name the wrong way and say, no, I spell it the right way.
2: No, (laughs) that's never happened before. How dare you?
1: Although, conversely, I have had people spell my name with a fucking Y, I E. I E Y one S Oh yeah. I E Y? After I after I bought uh a home once and we got all we went to the, the, the title company and you sign all your paperwork and all the paperwork and for those of you who've bought a home you know that getting the signing date and all that is a major pain in the ass. It's not just like, oh well we'll just go repin it and come right back. They have to reschedule and it's just a mess and you gotta get the bank and everything. It's just a mess. So all my paperwork was J-E-S-S-I-E.
2: I've never seen that before.
1: It's complete bullshit. No man spells his name J-E-S-S-I-E. Unless he had hillbilly parents who had no fucking idea what's going on. So I just, whatever, I don't care. Let's just, let's move forward. This has already been a process. Let's just get going. So my name doesn't really spell out my first name. My signature doesn't really spell out anything anyway. It's just a scribble. And then I didn't really, I wasn't very forward thinking at the time. And then I started receiving tons of mail, credit card offers for the most part, for J E Mr. J-E-S-S-I-E Dollamore. And it's finally stopped. And maybe it's because I've been dodging the CIA and moving, you know, every, nice. every, every two months. But it, it, it finally ended. So
2: Congratulations. Yeah, it's
1: been nice. Speaking of nice... How have you been?
2: I've been great. Kind of sweaty because it's been kind of hot down here in Southern California.
1: As as is the the miserable nature of. I mean, that's some would look at that as a great thing. Some, I'm more of a fan of four seasons, so it's kind of a bummer. It's it's actually not the only bummer about Southern California. Not at all. There are, for those of you who are familiar with Orange County you will know about the term OC bro. And it's the jacked up truck guy with the backward hat and the, the random ridiculous tattoos that really don't make any sense. He's...
2: Mostly tribal tattoos, though.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the tribals. It's the tribals. Yeah. He's, well, he's, he's a douchebag. And there are many of them in Orange County. Lots. So, someone, someone needs to do some research and tabulate just with how much frequency this kind of douchebag exists. They did. No.
2: Yeah, they did.
1: <laughs> we need to give that guy a medal. Well, it,
2: it's probably not you know scientific research. It's just like a funny thing. But they did the top U.S. cities for douchebags, and they had certain criteria on how they figured out how these men were douchebags. They looked at their Facebook interests, what they liked on Facebook. So num-
1: and what is
2: the list? The hundred largest U.S. cities ranked from most douchey to least douchey.
1: All right. This, you know, as a guy who, as I just mentioned, I move every two months, avoiding the CIA. This is uh, a good, uh, could be a good tool for me.
2: So the first thing on the list for the criteria to be a douchebag is, you guys could probably guess, Nickelback.
1: So, and these are included in their, they searched Facebook results, Facebook likes or interests.
2: Yes. <laughs> so these individuals have liked Nickelback or added Nickelback to their favorite bands.
1: Man. Well, that's, that's the number one criteria. They could have stopped right there and we would have been good.
2: Now, number two, Monster Energy Drinks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, uh, that's kind of weird. I don't know why someone would like Monster Energy Drinks on well, Facebook. Oh, maybe you get coupons no, or something.
1: <laughs> I don't think douchebags are worried about coupons. Oh. But do you do you note the jacked-up OC Bro Trucks that have the Monster Energy logo yes. on them? Like they're fucking sponsored for something? Yes. They're sponsored by Monster for ultimate douchebaggery.
2: Yes. Number three, the axe brand
1: mm. you don't mean like sister act you mean axe body spray
2: axe body spray
1: yeah they're, i think there's a running theme here
2: they're probably getting coupons for that too they,
1: they did a, a again i'm not sure that they're big fans of like that coupon crazy show or whatever the name i'm just
2: projecting my own concerns onto them
1: <laughs> they should certainly should be concerned with coupons yes
2: everyone should because they're
1: not exactly the 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 upper crust, financially.
2: Everyone should love deals. Now, number four on this list is Ed Hardy.
1: Oh, well, that's that goes unsaid. Everyone knows that people who wear Ed Hardy are douchebags, save those who wear Ed Hardy. In fact, I would venture a guess that a lot of people who actually wear Ed Hardy know that they're douchebags.
2: It's just busy clothing, that's all. Yeah, busy busy.
1: There's a lot of busy shit that goes on that's not douchebag filled. Even wearing a suit is busy because you have to wear a belt and then the tie and then the shirt with the shirt stays. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a lot going on, but it's not douchebag.
2: Okay, so number five is Vin Diesel, which is kind of weird because you'd think it would be women that like Vin Diesel rather than men.
1: Well, that, I think that's probably what makes them a douchebag. If you are a dude who's going on and physically taking the time to click as an interest, then Diesel. Yes. Y- you're probably a douchebag. And now I'm uh, – let me ask you. Is uh, Blue Collar Comedy Tour, is that on the list? No. Oh, they missed one. They missed a giant criteria. Because if you're a Ron White fan or a Jeff Foxworthy fan – uh, you're probably a douchebag.
2: The list only goes to 10, so that might be number 11. <laughs> but number six is Chris Brown, which I really appreciate this being added on there, because any man who likes Chris Brown, there's a problem.
1: Well, any woman who likes Chris, Chris Brown is a douchebaguette.
2: Oh, that's a great word.
1: Yeah. Douchebaguette. Yes. It's French.
2: I was picking up on that.
1: Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs>
2: Okay, so number seven is kind of disappointing, Tosh.0. Oh.
1: Listen, as a fan of Tosh.0 oh and not a douchebag, arguably, I
2: can, Very understand, arguably.
1: <laughs> I can understand why they would add him to the list. Because he has that feigning racism kind of humor, and I think he does it ironically for humor's sake. And I think a lot of the douchebags who like him think that he's actually a racist and, and like him for that and like it literally.
2: Well, and also he, he does a lot of college humor. He's narcissistic. He plays up a lot of those things. He appeals to a younger audience, so yeah. that could be it too.
1: But, but I do think his, to defend Tosh Tosh.0, because we're gonna have Daniel on the show here in a couple episodes, so stay right. stay, stay tuned,
0: liar!
2: <laughs> All
1: you douchebags are gonna have a great time listening to me interview Daniel Tosh.
2: All right, number eight. This is gonna be so shocking for everybody. Mixed martial arts. Oh, what? Yeah.
1: Are you kidding me? MMA. MMA. The UFC is 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 a is a bastion for douchebags. I, it's, You're uh, saying. That it is equivalent to Afghanistan and terrorist training camps, except it's a training camp for douchebags.
2: I wasn't saying any of that. Oh, oh. (laughs) Maybe the (laughs) list was. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. It must be. There's
1: an equation there.
2: Yes. Number nine, Bluetooth. (laughs) (laughs) Which, do people still use Bluetooth? Like the Bluetooth headset? Oh,
1: yeah. It's an emerging technology yeah because listen if you use bluetooth you're either a serious serious plugged in businessman <laughs> or you're just as sweetie on uh on <laughs> on uh always sunny in Philadelphia would say you're half robot and half asshole
2: yes howdy howdy
3: howdy how's everybody doing
4: tonight so you guys what's the deal with those? Hands-free
0: headsets that everybody's wearing in their ears, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, everybody look at me. I'm one part robot and three parts asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> this is one of my favorites.
2: All right, and... So that's,
1: that was number ten?
2: Yeah, No, number nine. Oh, number
1: nine. I'm and, jumping ahead. And
2: here we are at number ten, the last criteria... Dane Cook. <laughs> Which, is he still around?
1: I don't think he's still alive.
2: <laughs> I haven't heard from him for a long time. I so. think he
1: died in a horrible douchebagging accident at a factory. Yeah. Yeah, that's it was a terrible, terrible accident. It was a ruptured douchebag where all the vinegar and water, it, he drowned. It, it was a terrible drowning accident.
2: So some of the notable cities, because they ranked the 100 largest U.S. cities from most douchey to least douchey. uh,
1: Let me tell you, this is a wonderful – what's the site? What's the website?
2: Blog.estately.com. com. .com. Yes.
1: They could have – this is wonderful fodder for conversation. They could have stopped right there with just what the criteria was and left off the list. And I would have been satisfied.
2: Yes. Also, I would like to note, they say, please keep in mind that if you find fault with their criteria, it's probably because you are also a D-bag. They just wanted to throw that note in there. Oh, you
1: mean if you challenge some of the list? Yes. My my challenge is not challenging the list. My list is challenging things they left off. Yes. Like blue-collar comedy tour.
2: Yes. Okay, so the 100 largest U.S. cities ranked from most douchey to least douchey. Uh, just some of the more notable ones. Anaheim, California was 15th.
1: Hmm. Just miles away.
2: Number one was Laredo.
1: Laredo, Texas. I, I don't know that I've ever been to Laredo, so I can't, I can't state with any, any knowledge or authority whether or not it's douchey. But I would assume if they followed this criteria, this scientific formula, that it probably is super, super douchey. But isn't Santa Ana on the list? Santa Ana, California?
2: Yes. And actually, four of the first five are in Texas, which is kind of interesting. It's solid. I no, was, hey, don't
1: mess with Texas. Don't do it. it they'll come at you.
2: There's, there's one thing about California when I first moved here. They would always talk about people being 909. And <laughs> I I didn't understand what it was, so I finally asked someone. I said, what is 909? They would like point people out. and It's say, an oh, adjective. They, they would say, oh, they're so 909. And I... I had no idea what it meant, so I'm like, what does 909 mean? And they say that it's someone from Riverside.
1: That's what the area code is in Riverside, 909. And
2: there's a typical style to the way they dress and look.
1: Ed Hardy. And apparently how they smell. And apparently how they smell.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much this list. Like
1: Axe body spray. And you can hear Nickelback blasting from their jacked up trucks. Yes. (laughs) You know... I would I would venture a guess that your classic American douchebag is, is one who probably was coddled a little too much as a child. I think that they're probably the kid who was on the Little League team that didn't keep score and gave trophies to everybody. The kid that just wasn't really given a lot of direction. Because that is ultimately what we're doing. We're creating a lesion of douchebags by coddling and not being aggressive enough with them as children.
2: Well, along those same lines, I just saw an article today about a school that is actually banning red ink because it's a negative color. <laughs> so this this means when they're correct when teachers are correcting The assignments, they're banning red ink and instead want them to use green.
1: But so red is a negative color. I have red hair. I feel oppressed. This is this is ruining my self esteem.
2: Yeah, your hair is a negative color. It's
1: terrible. I feel very negative right now.
2: Yes, you should, (laughs) since you're covered in (laughs) negative red hair.
1: I'm not an orangutan. Yeah, I'm an orangutan. So, or orangutan, so as the, the the wildlife experts like to say.
2: So the vice principal said that switching to the new marking system is certainly not about us going all soft and fuzzy. They just think that red ink is a very negative thing. That, that's,
1: that's so weird because if at the beginning of education and paper and marking, if teachers had used purple ink... We would be sitting here in twenty fourteen talking about how oh purple's just a very negative color.
2: Well, and purple's apparently not a negative color for them because they want their pupils to respond in purple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, then maybe if, if 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 in the in the beginning of time they had started with green ink, they would be saying now oh green it's so negative and it just gives. Students, the bad spirit, and I should be actually using a, a British accent since this is a bullshit is going on
2: in Penzance, England. P- oh, in Penzance,
1: hello, governor. You're from Penzance.
2: I wish I lived in Penzance. You're not gonna shit on my accent. I have to do that on every episode.
4: Oh. Do you
2: get it by now that your accents are terrible? <laughs> I need to remind you.
1: Listen, if I'm doing accents, you need to shit on my accents.
2: Got it. Hello, governor. All right, stop. (laughs) I know that when I used to get my papers back in school and it had red all over it, I'd be bummed out. But it just gives you a guideline for for how to correct your work and what's wrong with your work. And I think it's important to have people know when they're doing something wrong and what they need to correct. Well,
1: it's also a guideline. It's also it's a guideline, but it's also an alert. It's oh, shit. Something was wrong. Yeah. it's it, School and correction and education ha- is about learning. And it's not, it's not about smiley face stickers and scratch and sniff. Well, they probably don't use scratch and sniff stickers anymore. Those are from my period and they were good.
2: Yeah, I'm not I didn't sure get a that.
1: lot of scratch and sniff. I think I got the scratch and sniffs that smelled like shit. Like, oh, you did terrible. Mm. And then you'd scratch it like, oh, that's diarrhea. I'm sure they have those.
2: Never heard of those. Uh,
1: My teacher must have had them custom made. Then
2: sounds like an invention that you need to get a patent for. I'm
1: sure. You know, I may already have it. Don't don't second guess. You don't know. All right. Well, there's it's it's children who are trying to be protected from from criticism or from a, a low self esteem. The problem is that this kind of logic and this kind of parental just. Lording over these parents who are so worried about, oh, I don't want to harm my kid, and uh, the, the overprotection of a child can sometimes be counterproductive. It, it's kind of in the same vein as these uh, vaccine weirdos, these anti vaxxers who are protecting their children from something that is so beneficial. It's 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 equated, I think you're trying to 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 protect your kid from something that is going to help them and they do the same thing. So it, it carries over, it's from birth on, the same these people with the same kind of mentality.
2: Yeah, Kristen Cavallari was recently in the news. Oh, yeah, she was. After her interview with Kennedy on Fox News.
3: Hello, welcome back to The Independence. An interview I did last week with former Laguna Beach star Kristen Cavallari blew up into a much bigger story since our last cultural go-round with vac- vaccines and autism. The coverage has been overwhelmingly polarized. Take a look at what started it all. Are you opposed to vaccines? Oh, we didn't vaccinate it. Really? Communists? You know what? I've I read too many books about autism. And, no, and there's, the no, there's no links. Read the links that say that autism and vaccines have no. COVID. Okay, well will say this: there is a pediatric uh, group called Homestead or Home. Oh, shoot, Homestead or Home First. Now I'm pregnancy brain, gonna confuse them. But they've never vaccinated any of their children, and they haven't had one case of autism. And now one in 88 boys is autistic, which well, is a really scary My specific. mom vaccinated us, and she doesn't have any cases of autism either. Is that weird? The vaccinations have changed over the years. There's more mercury. Hey. Hi. Hi. We were just commenting and saying mean things, but, uh, wow. Well, not long after my interview, uh, the rest of the media jumped all over the story. ABC News said actress, (laughs) actress, that's funny. Kristen Cavallari ignites vaccine autism firestorm the huffington post wrote kristen cavallari i've read too many books to vaccinate my child us weekly kristen cavallari didn't vaccinate son camden fears autism kristen later tweeted out the links to an anti-vaccine website and said quote that's all i'm saying on this matter we will never all agree i have my reasons and you have yours end of story yeah the weird thing is it's really not the end of the story and a lot of parents have some really strong views since we have seen outbreaks of diseases one spot eradicated like, I don't know, measles.
2: There are so many things to say about that clip that I don't even know where to start. I guess the first place to start would be Kennedy is awesome for not backing down <laughs> and for calling her out on her ridiculous
1: it's statements. Shit. Her ridiculous shit. She, for, I want to, hang on, sorry to interrupt. That is my want. That's how I. That's how I do it. She, first of all, talking about how, and I'm just going to talk about how she's shitting on Kristen Cavallari. Um, she goes, uh, and another quote is actress, and then she quote, ha 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 ha, yeah, actress. That's really funny.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll leave the science to you because I'm just a jackass.
2: I think it's interesting that Kristen Cavallari says that the rates of autism have been rising and people always go to this point. And it's interesting to me that they always attribute the cause to vaccines or chemicals in food or whatever they're saying rather than, well, could it be misdiagnosis? Could it be the fact that the DSM five just changed the diagnostic criteria for autism?
1: What exactly is the DSM five for those who are, who don't know?
2: the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. It's what is used by psychiatrists and psychologists to diagnose mental health disorders. It's the Bible for the mental health community. So in the new DSM, one of the most significant changes is that the separate diagnostic labels for autism, Asperger's, and other disorders have now been replaced by one umbrella term of autism spectrum disorder. So Instead of attributing the cause of autism to these things that have already been studied and there's been no link found, why don't you start looking at, well, could we be misdiagnosing people? Could the DSM-5 have made a mistake in changing the diagnostic criteria, getting rid of the term Asperger's and just having one umbrella term of the autism spectrum disorder?
1: Well, that's not a question she wants to hear, you know, because...
2: I've read too many books. That's another thing that's really (laughs) irritating to hear her say, because how about instead of... First of all, she's not read too many books. Second of all... Brittany. I've read too many books. No. Second of all, instead of reading too many books... Brittany. I've read too many books. (laughs) Instead of reading the too many books that she's read...
1: I wonder if she's actually read too many books. Can someone read too many books? I don't think so. She clearly has.
2: I think it's a problem when you start thinking you've read too many books. I've read too many books. So instead of reading too many books, what I would like to see Kristen Cavallari do is open up a library database, search in a...
1: You mean she needs to go on the internet...
2: Go online, go into a legitimate library database where you can search for scientific articles, search in a biological science article where you can look at pharmacology articles, anything pertaining to medical, medicine, anything like that. Search vaccinations, autism, and read all of the peer-reviewed scientific research. That's what you need to be reading. I don't know what books you're reading. I've read too many books, but you're not reading what is accurate.
1: At this point, I think it's it's your word against hers, because
2: I've read too many books. Yeah, when Autism Speaks says that there's no link, when the CDC says there's no link, when it's, the FDA
1: that is what's that, that's what's striking to me. Even the Autism Advocacy Group website, AutismSpeaks dot org or dot com, whichever it is. They even say clearly on their website, there is no link between vaccinations and autism. It's this wild fringe of mothers and nutty people who have
3: read too many books
1: that want to lead this charge. The Jenny Jenny McCarthy's of the world and the Kristen Cavallari's of the world and these other nutter butters, the Kenneth Copeland's of the world, the pastor of that church in Texas, who want to propagate this. My alliteration aside, they want to further this propaganda, which causes damage to our societies. Recently, in New York City, they've just documented that there is a an inc- a, a wild increase in the cases of measles.
2: Yeah, and the interesting thing is, even on the AutismSpeaks dot org site, they say. We strongly encourage parents to have their children vaccinated for protection against serious disease. So they are trying to get this logical, reasonable message across. Listen to what science says. When we start producing scientific literature that finds a link, okay, you can change your mind. But the place where Kristen Cavallari is currently getting her information, she tweeted this on her Twitter and after all this happened and said, that we should open our minds and read these links. And her link was modernalternativemama.com slash blog.
1: Sounds scientific. Sounds official.
2: Yeah. Uh, and the first thing this person says, Reason, reasoning against vaccines. Vaccines have many scary ingredients. That's seriously what it says. That's
1: scientific. Scary is a scientific term. And I, you know, I would, I would uh, venture to say... That if you were to ask for a quote from the person who publishes that website, it would be...
2: I've read too many books.
1: They know. They know.
2: It's disturbing. There's also a trend where if I were to say, like I did previously, that the CDC says this, this is their statement, this is what it says online, they provide a litany of studies that back up what they're saying, and people don't trust the government. I saw a comment just the other day that said, "I will not inject my child with anything the government tells me to." Ugh. Okay. Great. How am how are you supposed to deal with these unreasonable people who just won't listen to science, won't listen to reason? Are completely illogical.
1: Well, there's always going to be conspiracy nutters out there. The the 9/11 truthers, the GMO people, That there's this conspiracy, the the people who, the tinfoil hat weirdos, that there's chemtrails in the air and they're going to control our thoughts, the CIA. Even though I'm running from the CIA every two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) We'll just forget about that.
1: (laughs) I I didn't know when I said that at the beginning we were going to lead here. So the difficulty is that you've got these conspiracy nutters out there. Normally one would think, don't worry about them. They're inconsequential. They're not going to matter at all. But the fact, the fact of the matter is, these conspiracy nutters have kids. And these conspiracy nutters raise a generation of kids to adults who aren't going to vaccinate their kids. And when that happens, you've got a generation of children who aren't vaccinated. And whether it be Christian nutters in Kenneth Copeland's church in Texas, or Housefrau. E channel loving mothers who love Jenny McCarthy and Kristen Cavallari who follow every word they say. It's the bachelor community, and by bachelor community, I mean the show. It's the, these people who love that show, who don't value science, who don't value research, who don't value data. These are the people who are r- allowing diseases like the measles and the mumps and serious issues that there's now some mysterious disease in California that is afflicting children that is paralyzing them similar to polio that is getting hold in our state's youth. And I'm not making wild accusations here because I have no idea. I am not a scientist. I think everyone knows I am not a scientist. However, when it's found out that something like this is attributable to the lack of vaccinations, where are we going to go from there? Does the government
2: enforce
1: vaccinations? Is, is Kristen cavallari not going to public school, public educate her child, her children?
2: I am not aware of her plans. Well, even if
1: she tries to private educate her children, they will not let them be in a classroom with other children if they're not vac if they're not documented as vaccinated. So She's going to have to homeschool these children, which means it's a cycle. She's going to homeschool these children with her lack of education, with her lack of science knowledge, and they're going to further and perpetuate these ridiculous ideas. Yes. There is an upside to all this, though. And the upside is that they, all these people are breeding and they are becoming... It's kind of a survival of the fittest situation where they are breeding these children who are going to develop these diseases and die off, and there will no longer be fans of shows like Laguna Hills or The Hills or reality TV in general.
2: I think it was Laguna Beach, but it's good that you didn't know.
1: (laughs) Well, well, there's Laguna Hills. That's an actual city right here.
2: Yes, but Laguna Hills... Wait a minute. Laguna Hills is a city? I thought Anaheim Hills.
1: I think Laguna Hills is inland from Laguna Beach.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know my California geography well enough, I guess. It's
1: it's almost South County. Anyway, they're going to be... It's a cycle. They're ending themselves. That's like, you know, caveman breeding with caveman and not breeding with uh, the next species, Homo sapien.
2: There is a Laguna Hills. I just Googled it. (laughs)
1: But that's that's a wonderful thing, because reality TV, and I don't want to get preachy here, but reality TV is a scourge upon our our society. It's a bummer. The problem with it is, is that it's so pervasive that it's actually, it's weaseled its way in, it's needled its way in to what actually is reality TV, which is the news.
2: Oh, yeah, with you stations know, like HLN, you
1: you know exactly where I'm going with this. You've you've got your your Nancy Grace that sea cow, Nancy Grace, and the other one with the two colored hair,
2: Jane Velez Mitchell, that
1: Jane Velez Mitchell. These parasites, and that's really all they are. They they that news has always been reality TV because they're talking about what's going on. Recently, and. I wouldn't put Dr. Drew in this classification of pariah, but... Please don't. Uh, Doctor hero. Dr. Dr. Drew's show, and I, it was on a day off, on one of his days off, they had a psychic on talking about the Malaysian plane crash. A psychic on a news show, asking her serious questions about what she is feeling and what senses she's getting relative to where the plane is. And of course, she gave no answers, otherwise they would be going there right now to where the plane is.
2: I didn't even know how to react when I heard this information, because...
1: It, it sounds like a joke.
2: It It is a joke. Uh, Dr. Drew is my hero, and I was very disappointed to hear that this psychic was on his show. Even though it was on his day off, I understand that, but the show is still Dr. Drew... On call on HLN. That's right. It's his it's still, show.
1: Still has his name on it.
2: So I don't know what hand he has and what's on his show, but I do know that his wife was tweeting about how Drew and his wife would be watching the show and wishing that psychic that was on the show good luck, and so <laughs> that doesn't make me feel very good.
1: It, it's it's akin to I mean you can have your opinion about what what or what doctor what or what not. Dr. Drew is. God, that's a terrible sentence. But the fact remains, he's an internal medicine doctor. He, he has legitimate credentials.
2: And an addiction medicine specialist.
1: He's on the board of U.S. Keck Medical Center at USC. The, he, the guy is lettered. He's, he has a reputation, a good reputation. It's akin to if Bill O'Reilly were to take the night off And Rachel Maddow hosted the show. It's complete contrary to who he is.
2: It is, because he's a doctor. He's a man of science. A man of science. He goes to lectures at UCLA and all these universities where he hears people that are in the academic community, in the scientific community, give lectures on the latest research, and then he has a psychic on his show.
1: Well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt that they button-hooked him when he was... Taking a night off. I hope so. That, that's the only, I mean, his wife, his wife is a nutter who believes in psychics, and she has a podcast. I wouldn't say competing podcast, but she has a podcast that deals exclusively with psychics.
2: Yes, Claire, with Susan Penn. Susan,
1: uh, I expect that the check will be in the mail for the plug.
2: I don't know if we're plugging it when you just called her a nutter, but.
1: Well, I'm, I'm mentioning it, and people are going to go check it out now.
2: Yeah, so everyone knows how we feel about, about psychics per our episode number three.
1: Wow, you're memorizing what we talk about on each episode. That's good. I try. I have no idea.
2: And I'm I, drunk
1: half the time, so.
2: I pulled it up, so I'm not really memorizing <laughs> it. Don't throw me under the bus. But it is disappointing, and I hope that... Drew says something about it. I don't know. Um, I know that on Bill O'Reilly's show, he was making fun of it on HLN. I forgot what he called HLN when he was discussing it. Do you remember what Bill O'Reilly said about the HLN network? No. Why am I saying HLN network?
1: Well, because it's headline news.
2: Oh, okay. It's not
1: headline network.
2: I thought it was headline network. (laughs) Which it obviously is not, the Headline Network. Well,
1: what is a bummer even further about it, not even about the psychic thing, is that Headline News...
2: News. You like how I said
1: that? (laughs) Headline News. It's on the news. (laughs) Headline News Network used to be the little brother channel of CNN where every 15 minutes it was just talking about headlines. It's not. It is not that anymore.
2: It has the celebrity news segment... Nancy s- Grace is not news. They've
1: got the sea cow. She's on.
2: Uh, Jane Velez Mitchell is not news. Yeah,
1: it's sensationalist.
2: It's, it's embarrassing.
1: It's turning real life into tabloid TV.
2: Yeah. It might as well, They might as well play The Bachelor on this show. Uh, I mean, on this station. It's a mess. It is a mess.
1: That network is a complete and utter catastrophe of yes. epic proportions. And you know what? The, the problem is CNN's not far behind. CNN, I mean John Stewart, absolutely shits on CNN nightly. Rightfully so. But they're not far behind when they're they're cutting. I guess that was MSNBC that cut off the former congresswoman. Oh, hey, excuse me. I know we're talking about international intelligence gathering and security issues, but uh, we've got breaking news. Is it a plane crash? Is was there a nuclear weapon? Did detonated? we find
2: the missing plane? Oh,
1: no, no. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber has been arrested. We're gonna go live to Miami Beach, Florida.
2: <laughs> it was Justin Bieber appearing in court, is what they needed to watch uh, immediately.
1: So news is really it's it's become a spectacle. Everybody kind of knows when it happened. That's the twenty-four hour news cycle has really transformed news into something pretty deplorable. Well, you and the, know,
2: they're obviously appealing to what people want. So, HLN, while we think what they're doing is ridiculous, they're obviously making money off what they're doing, or they wouldn't be doing it.
1: Well, it's the lowest common. They're appealing to the lowest, maybe not the lowest common denominator, but one of the lower common denominators. And the problem is, is that is not a guy back in the in the late '90s when reality, t, you know world's wildest police chases on fox it, that when that type of tv really took off i used to think to myself god damn who who's watching this who who is this appealing to it can't be that large a number and it probably wasn't that large a number because it, fox was the only one doing it well the lowest common denominator has the, the switch has been flipped and unfortunately a, a vast amount of people i don't know if it's majority yet but Based on ratings, it probably is. There is a a, a massive amount of people who are now in that category of the lowest common denominator.
2: Well, and it's scary because that's how the Kardashians have, I don't know how many seasons they're on because I've never watched a full episode. Uh, The Kardashians are popular.
1: That in and of itself is alarming.
2: Yes, because I've seen clips of the Kardashians when I watch The Soup where Joel McHale just makes fun of all the reality shows. That's the only time I get to see reality shows, is watching The Soup. (laughs) I think I should be proud of that statement. But they've shown clips and previews of what would be on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and it's embarrassing. I don't know how anybody can watch that show when they're just futile, ridiculous, asinine things.
1: Jenny Johnson, who is a Twitter phenom, um, and I think very funny, I love, if you don't follow her, I think it's uh, Jenny Johnson High Five. Jenny Johnson, H-I number five. She trashes. It's awesome. Her Instagram is even better. Every time there's something that goes on where Kim Kardashian is put put forward as some kind of a, a lofty celebrity, she brings forward the point that the reason she's famous is she had a sex tape with a Ray J, who is, is he an R&B something or other?
2: Or? I don't know. Or is he
1: just the brother of Brandy, the actual musician in the family?
2: I He's done maybe one popular song that I know of. I can't think of the name of it right now, but <laughs> I don't know a lot about him. But it is, it is disturbing. And, I mean, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is just one reality show that is extremely popular that appeals to the lowest common denominator, which I guess happens to be a lot of people, unfortunately.
1: It has to be because is- they wouldn't be doing this they wouldn't be making the shows if not.
2: You have The Bachelor.
1: Terrible. Which never is- watched it, so I only I only really go off what you say that it's terrible.
2: Well my Time Hop, which reminds me of who I was in the past, the Time Hop app. If you don't have it, you should download it. You can connect all of your social networking sites to the app and it will go back And find your tweets, find your Instagrams, everything. And it will go, here's what you did a year ago. Here's what you did two years ago.
1: It's great, but it's also kind of embarrassing.
2: It's really embarrassing. So when mine gets to several years ago, I just get horrified because, oh, it's bad. I was just a completely different person back then. It's amazing the development one can make in just a couple years. But I used to watch The Bachelor. Five years. I used to watch The Bachelor. And... I used to watch it with my aunt, and I apparently somewhat enjoyed it because I would tweet about watching it. And being someone that has watched it before, I can say that it is, it's just ridiculous.
1: Empty calories.
2: Yes. And it also, I don't know, degrading to women, I would say. Well, this
1: recent Bachelor contestant was in the news because he talked about, they asked him a a question about whether there could ever be a gay bachelor. And he said, oh, no, because...
2: Kids can't watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's
1: not that's not good for kids to see. But why the fuck is that not good for kids to see? And then, th- then they, pushed, they pushed him on the issue, and he says, he says well, no, what I mean... You know, he answered in a tweet. Well, what I mean is a lot of gay people, they're just more perverted, and the, the show wouldn't be as wholesome or some shit like that. Just complete drivel and and then he blamed it on the fact that he doesn't know english that well.
2: But it's okay for the bachelor to have all of the women facing him with their asses and then he throws paint on them to deem who he feels is most attractive. <laughs> that's okay for kids to see.
1: Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> no gays but choose the girls who have the best asses all the kids. Yeah,
1: that's good. That's great.
2: Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> And then it, it's weird how women react to The Bachelor, too. They, you know, tear down the women contestants, and you see them tweeting and posting on Facebook that they hate this certain character, and this one's crazy. And it creates a weird environment.
1: Yeah. We, we, that, that is going to do it for us today. We're going to leave it on The Bachelor. Um, Sorry. We, we've actually reached our quota for a 10-episode arc, of how much we can talk about reality TV. <laughs> it might be self-imposed, but nonetheless, it's there. So uh, if you have something to, to add, if you want to call in, um, for those who have questioned whether or not they can call in and drunk dial the number, um, yes, the answer is yes. 657-464-7609. That is the number at which to uh, to drunk dial.
2: And if you love The Bachelor, call in and tell us about it. If you want to challenge what I said about autism research and vaccines, call Mm. in and tell me about it.
1: Definitely do. 657-464-7609. We want to thank you, everybody. Get at us on Twitter. It is uh, at Brittany E. Page and at Dollamore. I'm Jesse Dollamore for the lovely Brittany Page. This has been I Doubt It.
3: I've read too many books.